Welcome to the In His Bag podcast. Uh, recording after a little break. It's been a while since we've uh, done one of these. And since our last time recording, the NBA Finals have concluded. The NBA Draft has happened. Free agency has started. Uh, and there's been a lot of NBA uh, just news and, and crazy things happening. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, we're excited about it. Jared, how, how are you feeling about the NBA stuff? How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a, a minute. And yeah, so many NBA things have happened with the draft and free agency. So excited to chat about it. <clears throat> so maybe we can just start off with kind of putting a cap in the NBA Finals. So obviously mm. Nuggets won it. Um, and not, not that we need to analyze it or anything. It's kind of old news mm. at this point. But um, it was cool to see Jokic and Murray get a ring. Um, it was interesting to see at the parade, Michael Malone, you know, talking about Bruce Brown staying. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce Brown did not stay, in fact. Bruce Brown yes. is gone. We'll get into that a little bit. But uh, let's maybe we can just have a little uh, thing on Jokic real quick. Mm. He's now a finals MVP, champion, two-time MVP. Um, how did this kind of maybe change his all-time legacy for you? Mm-hmm. Well, first thing I want to point out is I, I'd i like to just go back to whatever episode it was that we did our all-time top fives. Jokic was my starting center. I think this affirms his validity best center of all time or you tell me no no, no, on on team team. but i think this affirms that validity of that statement who was mine i think i had Jokic too though did i not i don't remember i don't remember i'll keep my receipts we'll check yours later um so just wanted to point that out there but i think what this does is just like what we'd mentioned with with dirk with with the mavs this just cements his legacy as one of the all-time greats because there's always that what if you know the charles barkley factor that you know dames pointed out that well Maybe like, what if that ring kind of has leverage? But now it's like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. He's he's proven it not only in the regular season, but the postseason. All time great center. Yeah. He's right there with Kareem. I mean, he's still got more accolades to go, but right there with the Kareem, the Shacks, he's in that conversation. Yeah, he. I mean, he's an all time great conversation. I don't know if I'd put him to Shaq and Kareem yet, though. He's in the conversation. I I I'm not As saying an all time great, him, but yeah, for me it's like. Yeah, okay. Top 30 player of all time, would you say? Oh, yeah. Top 20, maybe? I need to, I need to think it I out. I need to think it list, out. But, but he's, yeah, about there. But in terms of, okay, him versus KD, who's better all time? Oof. That's really... Yeah, Let's say this. It's neck and neck. Right. Whoever it is, it's neck and neck, and that goes to show what Jokic, how he really just bolstered his legacy... With this right. performance. And this performance was greater than any of KD's performances. As far as yeah. overall, I don't know. But this what has more weight than any of KD's well, career performances. Correct me if I'm wrong. He Did he lead the playoffs? It was either the playoffs or maybe it was just for his team. But like in points, hmm. rebounds, assists. Maybe it was just like led the Nuggets throughout the playoffs. But... Maybe it was he actually led everybody in the playoffs in those stats. Is that right? Does that ring a bell? I don't know the stat, but it would resonate, and that's him and LeBron are about the only guys that have done that ever. Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like 
him and LeBron were like, I saw a stat, something like that. LeBron's 2017 right. run versus like, it was very similar. Right. All time historic performance. Credit to Jokic. And that wraps up a great NBA season. Mm. But the NBA never quite stops. Um, even though games are over, it's been a wild couple weeks with the draft free agency. So the first, maybe the first thing we can talk about is um, let's just talk about so far what's happened. Winners and losers of the off season. Go. Let's start with that. I think we can kind of go um, one by one. Um, winners and we can one. see uh maybe we have the same right. ones maybe jerry see, who who uh, is a major one. winner who, who of this offseason and maybe it's not the mate who's who's the biggest winner? do you have a biggest or who's the biggest one do you have a biggest i have i have a biggest okay i have, t- I have a biggest who's your biggest next. okay and i'm not who's your biggest and i'm not prefacing this i i know i tend to maybe seem biased at certain takes but truly, I think the okay. Lakers are the biggest winners of the offseason. Because okay. off as we both know, this offseason was historically just a weaker uh, free agent really pool. Good, um, the draft class was really good, but with what they had available, Rob Polinka did the best job, I think, of any of the GMs. And the Lakers are winners. When you look at it, so they add Torian Prince, they add Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes. They re-signed uh, Austin Reeves for a lot less than I thought they were going to have to sign him for. Got D'Lo for a nice, as much as I'm frustrated with D'Lo. For that price, that's a good price. Yeah. I mean, you drop Schroeder's contract, and that's a really good offseason. I, I love, I think A+. They're a better team today than they were last year, you think? Yes. Yes. Especially if Cam Reddish, yeah. Reddish can blo- can blossom, that's a what if. But even with, let's um, say he doesn't, I still think they're better. Why? So the reason why I think point guard depth was an issue. Obviously, Schroeder had good things on defense, but they needed a guy who could reliably score. Gabe Vincent provides that. I think Gabe Vincent is like that security net when D'Lo's not playing well. Hopefully, you can play both of them. But when D'Lo yeah, disappears, as we know he will. Yeah. Look what Gabe Vincent did for the Heat. He's the guy that stepped up. And so point guard depth is better. Jackson Hayes provides that JaVale McGee-like player that you can throw lobs to. He can give AD a rest. He's big. He's youthful. He's energetic. And then Prince is a 3 and D guy. He averages near 40% from three. Awesome defensive player. He's like the better version of what we wanted Malik Beasley to be. He's a better defender, and he'll shoot the way we wanted Malik to shoot. So I think it fills all those gaps. Yeah. As far as what they you can tell, Jared's a Laker fan by saying LeBron AD guys stay healthy. Plus, we we're better. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Objectively, I agree with you, Lakers. I agree with you, Lakers. They're probably my number two winner. I don't they're have them as my number one, but just to point out how good of an offseason they had, just to point out they got Austin Reeves, four years, fifty-six million. Four years. In contrast, the Rockets got Dylan Brooks. Four years, eighty million. So the Lakers, yeah, saved. Um, thir- twenty-four. Wow, my my math. Thirty-four million. Dollars. So dollars. So more than they signed D'Lo for. They saved that on a much better player. But the Rockets got. It's kind of crazy. So credit to Rob Polinka. Honestly, that's amazing. And 
Maybe mm-hmm. credit to Austin Reeves. He probably could have signed somewhere else longer. Maybe, I mean, he kept saying he loves LA. Maybe he just really wanted to say and took a pay cut for it. So good for him. Um, My biggest winner. My biggest winner. It pains me, but it's the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, to me, they're the clear winner. They were my two. To me, they're the clear winner. They got Bradley Beal for nothing. Okay, Chris Paul. But like... Okay, Chris Paul. But like... Old Chris Paul, and I don't even remember who else Old Chris Paul, and I don't even remember who else For him. But they got... I mean, for the package, what they gave the Wizards in comparison to like what the Jazz got for Donovan, Rudy, I mean, insanely good value there. They got Bradley Beal. So then you have, okay, you have Beal, you have Booker, you have KD, Aiton. And then it's like, okay, but is this going to be the same thing? Are you going to have a bench? Let's be honest. I'm very impressed Let's with what they've done on the bench. I'm very impressed they've got with Josh Okogie back. They have Josh campaign. Okogie. Today they just signed Eric Gordon. I mean, one of the best. Like huge. I really, I really think the Suns have kind of formed a pretty good bench unit. Not, it's not gonna be the best bench unit in the world. But better than I think I would have expected. So, the question will be. When you have um, will be when three you have g- such three g- such uh three guys who need uh, a high volume of shots in KD, Beal, and Booker, in how are they gonna mesh? Mm. How are they gonna I don't know. Mesh? So maybe there's a chemistry question so about how well they did this offseason, but just from a talent on paper perspective, I think it's the Phoenix Suns. They're the biggest winner for sure. I think it's the Phoenix Suns. They're the biggest winner. Right. And and they were my second tier too. And I think that is my one concern. Obviously, is is, is chemistry and touches. But I think seeing the maturity yeah. on Bradley Beal. I don't know if you heard his speech when he came in, and he's like, he fully admitted this is Booker's team. And to have the maturity to do that day one as like a perennial All Star. Makes me think like, okay, Bradley Beal, we know he can shoot off ball, and it's like, okay, he's gonna. It looks like he's willing to accept that role, being the third option. Which if he is, yeah, I mean, game over. I, the biggest question mark too is is Aiton, because I think like the only thing I worry about when I like match them, let's say with the Nuggets, because I do think getting Eric Gordon with them losing Bruce Brown, it's like wow, it's moving the needle towards. But it's like, how will Aiton hold up? Will he be there mentally, physically? As long as he can just be there. Yeah, early favorite probably they're, to win. I they're mean, they're they're closely under the Lakers for me um, as far yeah. as as off season. Um, so. And isn't Isaiah yeah, Thomas kind of running um, the shots now? Isaiah Thomas does he have some part of thing? Because I mean, he's historically been a terrible. I don't know. Maker, but been terrible. Right. I have to check on that. Right. Oh, yeah. I have to check on that. If he is, oh, yeah, credit. I'll have to see. Credit to Isaiah. Um, okay, right. I'm gonna say so we right. both have um, okay, Suns, say, Lakers, so in top have, two. It sounds like Suns, Lakers, in top um, two. It sounds like um, I'm gonna go with my number three. I'm well, go with number three. My three well, through five. My it's hard to rank five, which is better, but I'm just gonna say my next one. I have the Boston Celtics. Um, and a lot of this is going to be determined by Jalen Brown if he stays or not. But I love the move to get Porzingis. I really loved it. And I really loved it. And I mean, they gave up Marcus Smart in the trade. They gave up 
Smart you know, but yeah, like but they kept Brogdon. I, I know, I know, Smart was like, important I, to that I team. Know, I know Smart was but I think this was actually team. a great move. Now the question is, can you get a healthy Porzingis? Um, but if you do, which if you make a trade like this, you know, you kind of are assuming he's going to be healthy. If you do, I think I think the Celtics are better than they were last year. I mean, Porzingis at his best. He's great. Stretch the floor, great defender. Um, at size, yeah, I just I loved that the move by Boston. I loved that the move by Boston. I agree. I think there, there's one hypothetical. Obviously, it's not. But I think if Boston, and I don't know if if Dame would agree to this. If they would trade Brown for Dame, straight up, I think they would be my favorite to win the finals. Yeah. I I hope that would happen. I have my doubts yeah. with Jalen Brown, and I don't with Dame. And I but I know that's not even really a rumor though. Because I mean, because you think like I know Dame is like I'm set on Miami, but Woj reported he doesn't have a no trade clause. Portland's like Miami doesn't have that good of a package. They want young players and future assets. Now I don't really know what the Boston like their future pick situation looks like, but I mean I don't think they've given it up to anybody. So you could package that. The question is if you're Boston, if you're Brad Stevens, does the acquisition of Dame does that move the needle enough to justify giving up Jalen and our future? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. But just if Maybe you look at is. just Dame but for Jalen straight up, just oh, it would be, yeah. oh, be amazing for Boston. Oh, it'd be amazing. You have to throw in Peyton Pritchard, like probably Peyton. a pick and or two. Yeah, I like Peyton. And so Peyton wants out. So it's like you might as well just. That's, that's a good question. But the picks. That, right. But, the picks. Wow, that's a that's an interesting but, scenario. I've never thought wow, about that's that. A, that's an interesting yeah. scenario. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because I'm like. I agree. Boston is my next winner because awesome. I, I think the Porzingis Boston trade is awesome. I would love to watch Boston, but I want, I want that. And and Portland would take that I think over any other offer because they need a wing. You've got Scoot, you've got Grant. Throw another scoring wing. That almost makes but them then a playoff team. The other in the West. problem is, then you have the next like five years of crazy high Jalen Brown and Jeremy Grant contracts. That's not a champion team. It's a, it's a better, but that's right, right. But but what if Scoot is the next Dame? You know, what if he's that good? They're a contender. If it, you know, it's a what if, but it's like yeah. if Scoot is this, and you add a, a formidable big guy to play with them, yeah, that team could. They could. I mean, I don't know. It's a what's a better But what else are the Blazers gonna do? That's my Blazers. So exactly, exactly. You take Jalen Brown or Tyler Hero, which. They've proven they don't want yeah. that. That's why that third team has to be involved. But anyways, I also think the Jazz are another winner. I think they got John Collins for basically nothing. <laughs> and John Collins is a great player. Like, borderline all-star. He struggled like, a little bit last year. I mean, if he's in the right situation. Him at his right. peak. And that's the thing with John Collins. He doesn't on this team. He doesn't have to be the second option. He doesn't have to be. I mean, he can just like right. defend and catch I mean, lobs. Just, like, you know, he doesn't. There's lobs, less pressure you know? for him in Utah mm-hmm. than there was in Atlanta. I feel like. Right, right. And so I think you add him and getting Clarkson back. Um, I think Colin Sexton will be great too. And even I know there's rumors to be traded. And if he is in a three-team trade for potentially a Tyler Hero, 
you know, if 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 the Jazz are that third team has been that's been rumored. That's a great team right there, and obviously they're still a, a good piece away from being a contender. But that moves the needle even more, and so yeah, I I think the Jazz also are another team I put in that high winners after Boston sure. and that, that. Yeah, the Jazz column. are my top five as well. Yeah, the Jazz are my top five as well. Now, mm. the Danny Ainge, now, I mean, the, the Danny Ainge, he right now is executing the blueprint he right now to win in a small market perfectly. He has a ton of future assets still. He has great young players. The Jazz are a all-star away from being a major contender. So, yes. So, I mean, I, I've been having some conversations about I mean, this with some friends. I've been like having some conversations about this with some friends. The Dame situation. Like, I don't know if I don't know if situation. Dame would be open to that, but he doesn't have no trade clause. But the package that Utah could maybe right. offer for him might be the best. You have picks. You have young, great guys. Keontae George, you have good young guys. Maybe you throw in Clarkson or something like that, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, he is getting older, though. So the question is, is it risky? Do you do that? But I feel like the Jazz are one player away from contending. And whether that's someone they develop, like maybe Keontae or Taylor Hendricks become great, or just packaging someone for a bunch of picks. I mean, the Jazz are just killing it right now. They killed the draft. Right. And the trade for John Collins. Danny Ainge is just cooking. He's cooking. Danny Ainge is just cooking. So, bright future for the Jazz. Um. My number five. Jazz. Anything else you want to say about the Jazz? My number five. Anything else you want to say about the Jazz? Uh, mm-hmm. My nope. number five uh, is San Antonio. That that's my number five. I mean, getting mm-hmm. getting the I mean, getting gener a generational talent, best gener- prospect since LeBron. Talent, best prospect since LeBron. And they have cap space, and they have good young guys too around Wemby. So, and also we might talk about Wemby later. But just seeing his embrace of Spurs culture and like he's so unlike a lot of young superstar athletes where he is posting pictures of like going to dinner with David Robinson, Tim Duncan and like pumped about learning from that. I mean, he's humble. He's great. He's humble. Just a home run for the Spurs. They're a winner for me. So they're a winner for me. So. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah, any other winners? Good. Do you have any other winners? One I'll just throw in there real quick. Is mm, one I'll just throw in there real quick is the, is I like what the Thunder did. They didn't do much, but I like getting Victor Oladipo so they can clear clear up cap next summer. Um, which I is it's a small move, but I think it's with how many picks they have, you can clear cap next summer. I think they're preparing to use a the cap they have and b all their picks to get another star. Which if Chet pans out this year to be. You know, close to the player we think he'll be. Plus, with SGA, Giddy, you know, the two Jalen's, I think they're also a good Chet and one star away yeah. from being a contender. And so that is another team. I think that's a small move, but just overall, that's just that's a small move that orchestrates the the masterpiece that they're building. You know, it's really City. awesome to see some of these small market teams just outsmart their way. To become great, because the future right now, in the West at least, 
OKC, Utah. San Antonio, I mean, they kind of lucked out. There wasn't like a mastermind, but OKC, what they're doing, Utah, what they're doing. They're really the bright future teams. And out in the West for me, let's talk about losers. Who, after, you know, this offseason, are you like, that? No, that's not good. Who who's your number one? Okay, my number one I assume is everybody's number one. Maybe not, but Houston. Oh my goodness. I mean, let's just be honest. So, first off, eighty million for Brooks. We've discussed that. I mean, like, like, and no disrespect, Brooks. I do think he definitely belongs. All the memes in China, and he definitely belongs in the league. You like guys like that, who have some of that, you know, some of those personality traits of being the pest. But eighty million, no, like he's no, he's definitely not dude, worth yeah, that. He's he, no, his shooting, yeah, like he's not even close. So bad, right? Right. And so, yeah, that was a horrible move. Then I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody. Fred Van Vliet is a good point guard, but he is not a two hundred million dollar player in my opinion. Not even close. So. Okay, you're mortgaging two hundred million on your future for a five eleven point guard who won one ring as the third best player um, on the team. He's, he's an all star. And then, but I agree with you. Right, right. Former all star. Yes. And it, let me reaffirm: former all star, who's not going to win another. All, he's not going to be on another all star team in the West. Let's just put it that way. But I'm happy. I'm happy for him. He's a good dude. Um, and then here's the funny thing. I'd heard this is a report. I don't know how true that. They'd cleared up cap. I think they traded some picks for. They'd literally like had a verbal agreement or uh, basically had an agreement on Brook Lopez coming, and then Brook Lopez blindsided them and re-signed with the Bucks. And so that's also a loss on their end for getting uh, fleeced by Brook Lopez. And yeah, just all their their young guy. Just I just don't like anything about what the Rockets did. For the most part, it's oh. just not a good option. I, I totally agree. They're not my number one. I, I totally but let me just say this about the Rockets too. One. What bugs me is giving that much money to Fred Van Vliet. But also now it's like, dude, you just drafted Amen Thompson number four. He's a point guard. Yeah. And okay, if you want to play him the two, well, you have Jalen Green. Like, you're now you're gonna kind of you're overpaying for a guy who's a good player, but now it's gonna kind of. Uh, stifle Amen Thompson's growth and Amen Thompson's ceiling is so much higher than Fred Van Vliet so it's like yep if you needed to use money if you want to use money I like that Van Vliet is a veteran he can maybe kind of be a good presence there but why not spend money on a good veteran at a different position or like even if you get a point guard like someone who doesn't have to be a starter like, even Brooke Lopez, he would have right. been such a good veteran in that locker room. Less money. Yes. But now, now yes. if you're Amen Thompson, what are you going to do? Is he going to come off the bench? Yeah. Or are you going to play a lineup of Van Vliet, Thompson, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith? Yeah, good luck getting touches. I just don't understand it from a financial perspective or a basketball perspective. Or a basketball I don't get yeah. it. I don't. I don't get it. There's, they're building them up for tension in the locker room, which is already their issue. They're setting them all up for that. 
having that many ball dominant guards. And it's like if you want to play Fred Van Vliet, it's point. Yeah, it's like Amin Thompson Vliet, isn't a great off ball player. He doesn't really. He can't shoot. He's on ball. No. He's great on ball. So yeah, great on ball. So which maybe they're gonna put Van Vliet like off ball. But he's never been. He's always been. It's weird. He's not big it's enough. Weird. I don't know. It's weird. It, it definitely feels it's like weird. Houston mm-hmm. is kind of like just. Houston they just don't have a plan. Just, no. They just don't have a plan. No. So they're my they're they're probably my second biggest so loser. So they're my they're they're probably uh, my second biggest my biggest loser, loser though. Um, and there's a good argument for Houston being the first. And there's a good argument for Houston. My first though is Washington. The Wizards. Okay. I don't know who their GM is. Okay. But how does he sell a job? Let's just rehash what's happened this year. Rui Achimura for Kendrick Nunn. Rui Achimura for Kendrick Nunn. Is Kendrick Nunn yeah. even on the team still? Is I don't know. Beal for nothing. They gave Beal for Chris Beale Paul. For not, they gave Beale and then Chris Paul, Paul for and then Chris Jordan Poole. They gave up Porzingis for nothing. So they've get they've gotten rid of Beal. Porzingis. So By the way, if you want to blow it up, Porzingis. like way, that's you fine. You're up, not going anywhere with like, Beal and Porzingis and you guys anyway. I'm fine blowing it up. But what they got in return is just so much less than they should have gotten. It's just so much like, less than they should have gotten. It mm-hmm. violates it's, rebuild it protocol. You need future assets. And now what they have, they don't have any real future assets. They might have some second round picks. But they have a core for the next like four years. For the next, like, of Kuzma and Jordan Poole. You're paying them a lot of money. You're paying them like great veteran leadership. Like, ladies and wow, gentlemen. dude, Washington wow, is dude. in such Washington a bad spot. If I'm a Washington Wizards fan, like, like but the number one thing you want to do if you're a team, even if you're bad, you want to sell hope to your fans. Like, even if you're bad, like, right? Like, the Jazz last year, they weren't. Good necessarily, but dude, look at all these future assets. Look at the young guys. Like, they Jazz fans still had hope for something. If you're the Wizards, what do you have hope in? Right. Dude, I'd hate being a Wizards fan. Dude, sorry. I I just I think they're the biggest losers. Yeah. No, I agree. I think your only hope as a Wizards fan is not this year, but the year before Jordan Poole. What we saw, we saw flashes of brilliance. And then maybe like some flashes from Kuz. But even then, those two, even those two maxing so out, what's, so you're okay. still not a contender. Jordan Poole so at his so best. Jordan what does he do? Monta Ellis? Well, I don't think... Monta Ellis? Well, that's a good comparison. I, I don't think we know because at his best, I think he sh- he literally showed flashes as far as his, his bag of like trading yeah. stuff. As, as far as like moves go. Now, obviously, I don't think... Because his of defense. his maturity and a lot of different things, I don't defense. his defense. I don't think he's going to have a career like that. But I think at best he's an All Star twenty five point a game. So maybe kind of he's guy. like, like third best guy. So maybe he's like maybe like third best so guy. Jordan Pool maybe second. Okay. So, so you traded B. Okay, let me get this right. You traded Beal for Paul and Paul for Pool. So basically you traded Beal for Jordan Pool. You're saying he's gonna be like a twenty five percent. You're saying he's sorry twenty five point per game All Star. Maybe twenty five point per game All Star. That's like his. So he his, his is a slightly poor man's so version of Bradley Beal. Right. Good job, Washington. Right. Good rebuild, exactly. man. Good job, Washington. Yeah, rebuild, exactly. Man. They basically trade. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then Kuz's ceiling. I mean, I don't think he's gonna. Not even an all. His ceiling would be like one All Star game, yeah. like a Wiggins with the Warriors, probably. Yeah. Like that's his ceiling. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, there. yeah, Wizards, and then my number Huge two, losers. I give it to yeah, the Rockets. So, who's another loser for you? Another loser I had, dude. Me too. I didn't think you'd have them, dude. Golden State, dude. They were right there. Huge losers. You paid Draymond a hundred million dollars for four years, and he's on his way out. And um, there was a question whether or not you bring years. him back because you're like, he's good, but he's not. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, dude. I was worried the Lakers were going to be the dumb ones to pull the trigger, but thank goodness that the Warriors took care of that. Um, and then I'm sorry, like obviously you wanted to move Pool, but I don't like getting Chris Paul for Jordan Pool. What? Like, you, why? Like, your second unit, yes, will have a floor general for like one or two years. And he'll give you like maybe 12 points a game and, you know, a good amount of assists. But I don't like the fit. You can't really plug him. You could try to plug him with Steph and Clay, but then you're just tiny. Draymond and, and he plays your five. And there's no future. Chris Paul, we've already saw last year, like, his decline rapidly. Oh, yeah. I just hate that move. For Poole's potential, you could have gotten another good piece, a good wing, a good big. Yeah. And win now. And then give less money for Draymond so you could bring in another good veteran shooter, defensive player. So I just hate that. It is a win moves. now move. So the question is, are you actually going to win from it? But that was their motive. What I wonder, and I kind of right. suspect, is the front office, Steve Kerr, the front office, even probably Steph and Clay. I think, some I think there was some pretty clear during the season and playoffs during the tension playoffs between tension the between the main group of guys, Clay, Steph Draymond, and the next generation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reports of grumblings and right. like just immaturity between Kaminga, Poole, Moses Moody. Maybe born out of frustration of young immaturity guys. They're like, dude, let's get a veteran. Let's get Chris Paul. A veteran. Mm. Chris Paul. And ultimately, I don't think it was a good decision and because of Chris Paul's like mm-hmm. level of play right now in his ceiling at this point in his career. But I wonder if that was part of it. Because Chris Paul is no nonsense. He's going to come in and accept his role. He's going to be good, but. Be good, but. Yeah, I don't know, dude. The Warriors are not. Better, um, not maybe they're better, better um, than what you had from Jordan Poole in the playoffs last year, but they're getting older, like it's not, older. they're not gonna. I, I don't have them, it's hard to count out Steph, but I'd probably not have them in my top four next year in the West. No, I don't either. Maybe I think you go, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe four, but even then, do you really look at them as a serious winner over? Could they beat Phoenix? Could they beat Denver? I don't even think, could they beat LA? I don't know. I don't think any of those well, three teams like, are beating with this current Steph roster. Steph is still Steph. Well, like, right. But Draymond's getting older, now Chris Paul's right. getting older. Clay's getting older. Yep. Clay's getting I don't know. Yeah. Tight window. Yeah. Very tight window for them. Tight window. So they're, yeah. um, so they're a loser for me. So they're a loser for me. Um... Okay. Okay. I actually have the Nuggets and the Heat being losers. I actually have the Nuggets and the Heat. The two teams in the finals. I don't hear your mm-hmm. I don't hear your thoughts on this too because I don't hear, I don't hear your if you're the Nuggets, mm-hmm. you got worse. You got worse. You're, you're getting better because you have young guys who are like hopefully like ascending. But losing Bruce Brown was big. 
Mm-hmm. Have they done anything pick? in the off season mm-hmm. to like? Have they done anything may, in the off season? Maybe they had a draft pick that was good. I don't remember who they got in the draft. Don't remember, but they also lost Jeff Green. They also mm-hmm. lost Thomas Bryant. So yeah. Yeah. Nuggets. So yeah. Yeah. Nuggets. I'd say they're kind of losers right now. And the Heat. They got Josh Richardson, but now they're out. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. Um, and now Tyler Hero's upset. I don't know if you saw like, upset. yeah, he changed his the bio. He, he removed the <laughs> Miami Heat from all the stuff. He, he the he's Miami probably upset because he's in every trade rumor right now. Like the rumors are, and they're probably mm-hmm. true that they want to get rid of Tyler Hero for Dame. So, um, and Jimmy, I don't see Jimmy getting better than he was this year. I don't see Jimmy getting better than he was this year. So, I don't know. I kind of have the Heat as losers as well. I don't know. I kind of have the Heat as losers as well. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious. So let's say they do do the package. Let's say they send Duncan, Tyler, and some picks, you know, out. Okay, they get Dame. That's great. But Dame, Jimmy, and Bam. I still don't know if that team would be Boston next year, even Milwaukee next year. Obviously, with Dame, it'll help, but it's like all your role guys, you're shooting. You know, Stru- granted, Struce didn't shoot great this postseason, but like Struce, Duncan, Hero, these shooters, these players, it's like. They even where's lost Oladipo. It's like, mm. where's your other help from? Mm. Like you've lost depth. It's kind of like Phoenix this year. You know, before Bradley Beal, they lost depth. Yeah. For players and it didn't work out. But Nuggets had the depth, and so again, I think that's why they're yeah. losers too. They lost um, a lot of depth. I will say that maybe you know the the Heat, their development system is so good. Who knew about Gabe Vincent and Max Struess that come up? So maybe they can get some guys like that too. Taylor Funk. Wow. Taylor Funk. Yeah. Wow. But um. Go Aggies. Yeah. So I have them both. And then do you have any other losers? I have one more. I don't know if you have any. Do you have any other losers? I have one more. I have one more, and I'll just throw it out there. It's hard to win in, in the mid-market situation sometimes, but I'd say I'd throw the Pacers in there. Um, and the reason being, like, it's hard when you're a team like the Pacers, but, like, with the moves they made and, like, even, like, as much as I love Hallie, you're throwing, what, $250 million at him or whatever? He, he could at best be your second, maybe second, probably third best player on a championship team. And you're throwing that much money, so you're basically for the next five years saying we're not going to get another so player better because we don't have cap. So, like so we're not going to win. So it's just like what the, the, you know, the Hornets, I think just did with LaMelo and certain players, these certain teams pump all this money at these guys who are good because they want to keep their star. But you're also by doing that, you're like in bondage. Cause it's like, well, you're not going to, you're not going to tank it hard enough to get, you know, a superstar and a good, good enough team. And you're you're just trapping yourself because you're not able to have yeah. money to I'd do anything else. It's a so hard. I'd, I'd say they're losers for that. It's a hard. Because if you don't pay, it is hard. Right. You. If you don't pay him. Right. Nothing. But then if yeah. But nothing helps you get something eventually. Yeah. I know it doesn't. It's a hard situation hope. if you're Indiana. It's a hard situation. I actually think I don't know. I, I agree with you that he could be the second best on the title winning team, probably. Um. Probably. Yeah, I like that. Um, they got they got Bruce Brown. Yeah, I like that. They got, they Jarris got Walker Brown. in the draft. That is a good pick. Jarris Walker um, in the draft. But again, right. does that team even make the playoffs? But again, does that team even make the playoffs next year? Actually, they, they so, might. So you, they right might now you have the Bruce they Brown, might. Halliburton. They, they might make the play. Buddy, Miles Turner, Jarris Walker. Buddy, Miles Turner, Jarris Walker. Right, but do we know if Buddy and Miles are going to even be there? They're in every trade yeah. talk as well. Or at least one of the two. 
I don't know. But even that team, I don't think they made Maybe, the though. I don't know. We'll I'll see. I don't know. So I'd put them as a loser. Not as much as the yeah. others, but still a loser. So my last loser... So, um, it g- gives me joy um, to say this though. The Clippers. This is why I have the Clippers. You might be like the Clippers. But for me, Clippers. But for they me, did. They didn't do anything. They did. They didn't. And do for anything. me, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the Clippers. For me, that's a loss. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you had Jerry I mean, West come on Paul George's podcast Jerry West and tell them. You and Kawhi, you never play. Like, you're always hurt. Like, the... you never play. Like, you're always Wait, hurt. is he like, with the Clippers still? Wait, is he with the Clippers yeah. still? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Jerry West. I, think he, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. But anyways, I, don't I think know. he is. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, I think he is. But anyways, he is. guys that are anyways, hurt, I get you get Russ back. Guys that are hurt, I but get Russ back. if I'm a Clippers fan, too, I kind of been feeling similar to the Wizards a little bit of, like, where are we? This Where team isn't mm-hmm. good enough this to win. Isn't good Maybe enough you can win. argue that they are if you have Maybe everybody you fully healthy. That just isn't going to happen. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like this was the offseason to blow I it up. Kind of like this was the because if Paul George up. or Kawhi are going to have value to get... Remember, you have no future draft assets. They're all in OKC right now. So if you want to try to get any back, you have to trade Kawhi or Paul George when they actually have some value. Next year, they're going to be one year older, maybe even more battered and injured than they are right now. So I feel like a contender would have given something for PG or for Kawhi. I feel like if you're going to blow it up, which next year they will, in my opinion, once they lose again, this is the year to do it and they didn't yeah and now they didn't if you're a clipper fan you're gonna watch another year where they lose and in the process you're gonna get a lot worse maybe future assets than you would have gotten so are pg and Kawhi both free agents this offseason oh i don't know actually maybe i don't know actually I believe so you get they are, nothing I think for them. one of the yeah. two. I don't remember. So you get nothing for them. Yeah, they're, I think they have like a player option or something. Yeah. I don't like. The, I do not but like yeah. the Clippers offseason. I don't like. I do not like the Clippers offseason. No, and they might still get James Harden, which I think we we both talked about previously. Yeah, but that selfishly, would also be I would love to see yeah, Russ. And it would be fun, not, not because I'm like, Russ, oh, have you good basketball. No, not, I just think wherever Harden goes, it's a wreck. Ends up. I mean, Philly kind of in some ways. So. In some it would yeah. be funny. So, it would be funny. It would be funny. Those four, yeah. I I actually hope that would happen yeah. too, just but from an entertainment aspect. But I think regardless, trade or not, you're not winning a title. And if you have those four, you're not winning a title. No. So. Nope. All right. With, those are winners, losers so, of right, the off those season. Are winners, losers of the off um, season. Um. If you if you could be an NBA GM, I'm just just if, curious. If you could be an NBA GM. If you mm-hmm. Would you want to be a GM of like a high-profile like Knicks, Lakers, or would you want to be kind of like OKC Utah where you have to like small market kind of build? Like, I'm just curious your opinion on that. So, to be honest, the small market is what I'd want to do. I I think the the only downside to the small market is yes, you don't get the big free agency signings. But the just the strategy you have to be so much more strategic, and I think the kind of the thrill of that would be exciting. And also, 
you don't get the scrutiny. Look at Rob Polinka before the trade deadline. He was the most hated man in Laker Nation. And then after it, now he's praised for a season. You know, but if they don't win this year, then it's like, you know, Rob, it's always just so much pressure. And then you deal with a lot of the, the big heads. You deal with the, you know, let's say you're Mark Cuban right now getting Kyrie. You have to deal with those ugly contracts and the drama. Whereas like a Sam Presti, a Danny Ainge, these guys, they're building it the fun way. You get picks, you do trades. It's very strategic. Um, and it's, it just feels more satisfying when you see the Nuggets and the Bucks win after droughts of so many years rather than just as much as I love when LA won in 2020. It was like, oh, yeah, okay, good. The Lakers yeah. won again. It's like an expectation. I, I would do that. Well, I'm curious it, your thoughts. I, I just being, it, It's funny talking about like winners and losers because – I feel like just being a GM would be the hardest job, but also like when we talk about it, I also am just like, well, how are some GMs so bad? And I feel weird saying that because I'm like, anybody can criticize, but it would just be so fun to be one. It would be hard, but like, I'm like, Washington's GM, like, what are you doing? Like, it would just be fun. David, I was saying this for the worst GM of the 21st century to me was David Kahn. There might be a competition. David Kahn was the T Wolves guy who said that Darko Milicic was mana from heaven. He drafted Johnny Flynn and Rubio back to back before Steph Curry. Maybe the Washington. No, David Kahn said that guy. I don't know. Two point guards in the top 10 for an bad, but. Johnny Flynn. You're right. I had, a, I had high hopes for Rubio. I get the Rubio pick. I get the Rubio pick. Rubio pick. The Flynn pick, no. Rubio could have been. He's a what if. He could have been really good. But guess what happens when you're a point guard who gets drafted to a dysfunctional organization like that? No, 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 no. How did I know this would tie in? No, 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 no. I think. I don't know about Johnny Flynn, but I think Rubio could have been better than he I don't know about Johnny Flynn, but I think Rubio could have been better than he Um. Right. Okay, so let's talk about. Okay, so let's talk about Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. Uh, uh, let's just let's just kind of talk about what we expect, well, just, what we predict. Um, he has a um, an has a unreasonably high un- amount of unreasonably pressure and expectation, just like LeBron. You know, I heard like someone LeBron. say like. You know, if he ends up being a top like, 20 player all time, that's a disappointment, time, which is like, it's like crazy. Hmm. But I, I'm curious, you're, and maybe that I'm is your opinion, honestly, in terms of his potential. It's just a lot of pressure on a guy. I'm curious, mm-hmm. your, predictions for guy. Curious. Yeah. your predictions for Wemmin Your predictions for Wemmin Yeah, and I, I think it's unfair for anyone, including LeBron, even, to get like those comparisons at such a young age. But... The more I, I mean, he hasn't played an NBA game, but the more I study his game, the more I look at his tape, the more I just learn more about Wemby. This, again, this is if he's healthy, he'll be a top five player all time. Whoa. I truly believe that. Okay. I truly believe that. I am, I'm all, (laughs) I am all in on Wemby. I love his game. Other than LeBron James in the NBA, I love his game more than anybody else's as far as his game in total. What he provides, I, I I listened to an interesting take Bill Simmons had the other day where he was like, even if you take out the scoring, like we know Wemby's a good score, but just take that out completely, he still dominates the game. He'll probably be the best shot blocker in the league from day one. Even though yes, he will, you know, as Windhorse said, you know, probably get pushed around a little bit his weight, but he's so long that like who cares? 
He's still going to block so many shots. Um, the way he can dribble the ball and see the court. And then, yeah, when we bring in the scoring aspect, I mean, what he can do. If he can stay healthy. Top five player all time. I'm already I'm in love with Wemby already. He's just, he's got to stay healthy. But I'm I'm all in on Wemby. Wow. He's he's incredible. Wow. Yeah, top five all time. Wow. With LeBron, barring George injury. Cream, and whoever else. With that's that's his injury. only concern. Barring injury. That's, if he doesn't get injured, I'm right. all in on Wemby too, by the way. I'm all Man, I love his game. Yeah. Love his attitude, his demeanor. Love his attitude, his demeanor. The top mm. five prediction took me a little by the surprise. Top five prediction took me a little um, by surprise. Mm -hmm. Okay, Nicole, let's just it. say this. To become okay, a top five this. player all time, what has to happen? I mean, what has to happen? As the best player on the team. As the best player on the team. Yes. And when we say multiple, like like top five right now, you know, you have like top five right now. You know, LeBron, you have MJ, depending on who LeBron, you are, you have Kareem, MJ, maybe Bill Russell, Russell, maybe Bird, maybe Magic, maybe Kobe. Bird, maybe Magic, maybe Kobe. That's at least three rings. In most yeah. cases, four to five. I, I, to, to be there comfortably, I, I, I prefer four to five. I prefer four to five. Right. Hmm. That that's a that's a very bold prediction. But that, wow. A, okay. Cool. So you so you let's talk about him this year. Let's talk about him um, this year. How good do you think he is just from the get-go? How get -go? good do you think he is just from the get-go? I think he's he might not make the all-star game this year, but he's going to average 20 to 22 points a game. I'd say he'll average probably like seven to eight boards a game, four to five assists a game, and probably like two, one to two blocks that, that a game. Should be, which that should be probably all star, but the problem is the Spurs. Really? I don't think will be winning. I think I so think when it comes to push to shove. Well, I, it could be. I don't think there'll be a playoff team. Play in at least. Really, I would love. I would love that. Maybe play in, but I think that does hold weight. If they're not a definitive playoff team, it's like well, if there's you know a toss up. But I think he's borderline. It's like he might be an all star, might not. It's like how LeBron was his rookie year. He didn't make it the game, but like he was right there, for sure by second year he'll make it. But yeah. And I don't know, with Zion hurt and certain people, but it's like if him and Brandon Ingram are playing, let's say the Pelicans are the, it's between those two, and let's say the Pelicans are the three or four seed, and they're, you know, and Brandon Ingram has a few more points a game. I think that maybe okay, so Ingram. Okay, here's, so here's a question okay, for you. I don't know. Barring injury. Let's say he plays out his career and doesn't get hurt. Let's say he plays right? out his career and doesn't get hurt. All the money in your right. bank account right now. All the money in your bank account. Are you... So you have to make Are a bet you, on him being a so top five player all time or not. If you're wrong on this, you lose your money. If you're wrong on this, you lose your money. You're betting. Good thing I don't have much money, baby. All my money. Barring injury. Wow. See, that holds some weight. Okay. It's a little scary. Top 10, I'd easily. It's a little, I have to think about it, top five, but. Yes. And the reason it's hard is because I think Jordan and LeBron are going to be untouchable. I don't think anybody's so, ever going to have a so you don't like think he's top again. two all time. I don't think he'll be top two. I think his high ceiling would be third all time over Kareem, which will be still still be so hard to do. Um, but that three, four, five, I would put my money on a healthy Wemby. Hmm. Yes, I would put my money cool. on that. Because, but, so but then there's so many factors. It's like, well, he's got to have a good team around him. He's got to have a good coach and all this. But I think so I mean, far I think he's, he's going to be set up for that. Exactly. Better situation than LeBron was put in, and it's not even close. I mean, 
Let's say the Rockets. Who are the top three picks? You had Rockets before. You had the Hornets and the Blazers. Or the Rockets. If you want to any of those teams. I mean... Blazers would have been a good situation. In terms of, like, players, you could argue that. But I mean in terms of, like... I mean, in terms of like, he is now being mm, mentored right. by the being mentored. arguably the greatest right. power forward of all time and a top ten center of all time. Like, yeah, one of the best coaches. Not of all only time. the situation yeah, like, for him on the court in terms of he has the guys around him and they'll build around him, but like the Spurs organization, dude, he is set up. Which, as a basketball fan. Which as a I love because you want to see people be their very best. Mm-hmm. So it gets it gets me so excited. Yep. So if he couldn't come to Utah, I would want him nowhere else other than San Antonio. I want him nowhere else other than San Antonio. Agreed. I was praying that day of the lottery that San Antonio that Houston of all places, even Detroit. I was praying, but Houston. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that was. I agree. He set up. Perfectly. First, okay, so, um, first, okay, I'm gonna so be a little less bold than you. Could he I'm become be top five player all time? Could he yes. Be top five player all time? You have more faith yes. in him. I, I'd comfortable. I'd comfortably say. I'd comfortable. I think he'll be a top twenty player of all time. I think he'll be a top twenty player. Which top twenty? You're mm-hmm. in the, that's in the ranks of Which Kevin Durant, Jokic. Like that's, that's great. But great. Right. But. But he has the tools to be a top five player if he pans out. So I love the bold take. I love it. I love um, the Baltic. I love it. That's what we need more. Maybe right. I should be more bold. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, but it's just, it, when you look at the tapes, it's like, not only the physical, like, intangibles he has, but I would love to see Kevin Durant at 18 years old against him. I'm pretty sure his jump shot is at least as good, if not better, than Kevin Durant's. I don't know. I would. When Kevin Durant was 18, I don't know. I would say. Maybe not quite as good. I'd say not as consistent. I would say, right. I like he shot twenty eight percent from three right. this year. Like he shot right. So right, but so, d- does he have like we see the highlights of him? Does he have shots like that? Yeah, he does. He can shoot it. I just need him to clean up his consistency, his consistency a little but, bit. Right. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Wow. He's he's miles above Giannis right now already, and Giannis is developing into a guy that you're like, whoa, a few more rings, like he'd be top twenty, like. And he's already miles ahead. That's a question. I mean, I when I see people like Chet, or certain people, for some reason with Chet, I kind of just assume to get hurt. But I don't have that fear with Wembenyama. Like, there's a fear because you don't want it to happen. But like, I don't actually think it will. Right. I don't know why. Right. Well, he's got. They just hired his French trainer. Um, on the Spurs staff, and I mean that guy. He's the one you've yeah. seen those videos of Wemby before the game, like his yeah. routines, and the fact yeah. that he already has the discipline to do that. Three, four years in the league, Zion doesn't even have the discipline yeah. to keep his weight, you know, healthy enough to. But he already has the discipline to do those things. I'm like, yeah. he's very mature. He's locked in. Totally. His interviews, he's so professional. Um, let's talk about. Let's let's hit up um, our favorites for next season. Uh, and there's still going to be some, uh, you know, some movement, some, some trades, some, some you know, signings, some some but, trade, some, early some favorites, but early favorites for uh championship next for, uh, year. Who would you say? Championship next year. I have four. Mm-hmm. I, think I have four Lakers, that I think are the top Suns, Lakers, Suns, mm-hmm. Nuggets, Celtics. Three of them are Western teams. I get that. If I had to throw in another Eastern, I would say Milwaukee. And then 
And then Miami, I'd only throw in if they get Dame. But yeah, but realistically, I think whoever wins the West is going to win. I'd say Lakers, Suns, Nuggets. Whoever wins the West is my favorite. But I think Boston, with a healthy Porzingis, will be in the finals as well. Yeah, that's the key. Healthy Porzingis. I actually, right now, those are all my top teams as well. The same as you. Boston as the favorite in the East. Boston as the favorite. If I had to pick a second team in the East. If I had to pick a second team in the East. I'm curious about Philadelphia. Will they get Dame? They might get Dame. Will they get Dame? Right. Um. The, the the big question for me is Cleveland. I was really high on them preseason last year. And Darius Donovan, one year older. Will Evan Mobley become who he can be? Um, I just personally don't love the signings of Struess and Yang. I don't know. I don't feel like it makes them tons better. So I agree with you. I want to say Cleveland, but I don't know if I'm there with Cleveland. I want to say Cleveland, but I don't know if I'm there with Cleveland. Yeah, I wish I could debate something with you, but I have the exact same favorites as you. So, yeah. All right, well, maybe we wrap up this episode with just like a little all. We sometimes we like to do these all time activities, looking back at the history. Maybe we do some of redrafts, but we want to talk about all time good. And good, bad free agent signings. Bad free agent uh, what mm. are like signings uh, where you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like, like, that was solid. And or and or a signing where you're like, and or like it's just funny, it's laughable now when you look at it. It's just funny, it's laughable. So right, right. So okay, should we go? Let's let's go worst. Or do you want to go best? I mean, best is harder. I feel like, but maybe not. But let's let's go. What? Right. Maybe not, I don't have mine what? like ranked one, two, three. Maybe you do. Um, if you do, that's awesome. Okay. Okay. I have three. I just okay. came to my mind. Okay. Who? Who's one for you? Who's one for you? Okay. So well, actually, my one. It's it's a tie because they were the same offseason on the same okay. team. So I'll we'll say I have three as well. The one is just the two. The worst I just have to say is. The Lakers with Ooh, Luol Deng and Timothy Mozgov. A combined $136 million. Who Deng, I think they just yeah. finished paying last year. because I forgot about that one. Horrible. Neither were even all-stars. Maybe Luol had yeah, one, in one in Chicago. Days. But yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Neither of them. Just horrible. And they got this. They both of them in the same offseason. I mean, what? Pinnacle of Lakers disaster. I mean, what year that was. I want to say it was 2016. It was. I know it was like. Wasn't it right that post? So like the the D'Angelo Russell towards his end era. Nick Young was on that team. Right. Nick Young. Yep. The Robert Sacre era. I think Brooke Lopez was on the team at the time. Yeah. 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 Brooke Lopez. Just atrocious. Man. Yeah. Carl Kuzer as well. Jeremy Lin. Yeah, I forgot about those ones. Those are terrible. Those are terrible. Um. I think my um, number one has to be. Ah, uh, you know, I feel bad saying this actually. Ah, uh, you know, I feel bad saying this actually. Ah, uh, maybe I shouldn't say. It. No, I'm just gonna say uh, it. But say the Chandler no, Parsons. It, I don't know if you remember Chandler that one. Mm. Four year nine. He was my. He's my and next, I do feel so. bad because he got an, he got in a motor car accident. Like so. Right. Even so, though, it was nine years, like ninety four years, ninety four million, and um, end up doing nothing for them. So. That's that's one for me. So I still one years. I'm sorry. That was one years. I still one years. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Bad. So that was one years. 
so that was one of yours. Okay. Yeah. So the, yeah, that's my next one. Yeah. Well, one of my other ones. So um, for the same reasons. Well, okay. Here's one that I didn't like. Well, I'll never like. like. It was during the bad Isaiah Thomas years. Stephon Marbury to the Knicks. They gave him a max contract five years. At that time, it was like eighty-eight million. They gave him the max. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I was. I was probably like around like oh five. I was a kid, but I still remember though. They like Starbury. Like he was like a big name. He was supposed to do great things for the Knicks. And he and they just were terrible. He ended up going to China, eating some Vaseline. So like it was just a it was just a bad situation all around. Um, that Marbury Knicks deal. That that's up there for me for sure. Yeah. No, that's definitely a bad one. Um, next one I have, um, the last one I had for the worst. Ah, that was Gordon Hayward Charlotte deal. Except that, that was, was, was that, okay. Except that was no, 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 no. Oh, right. his, his Charlotte deal. Oh, right. Because so yeah. here's what happened. He signed with Boston, which that was a, a failure. So you could say both of them, but I'll give lenience on that. Yeah. He just had his All Star year with Utah. Led yeah. him to the second round of the playoffs. People were feeling good. So I, I get that one, even though that one also aged bad because of injury and just not good fit. But Michael Jordan had the audacity after that horrible stint in, in, in Boston for, what, three years? To then offer Hayward a four-year, $120 million deal after the Boston years. Dude. Three years removed from his All-Star year. Horrible deal. Oh, yeah. And they're still paying him. He's still there. They're still paying him. This I think this is year four. Of the deal, maybe it's year three, but Michael Jordan paying for the sins that he's caused on many franchises. That's crazy. <laughs> the GM. Um, yeah, that was actually my next one. That was my last one too. Although yeah, oh, I will add yeah. one. Yeah. Um, the worst not signing in NBA history, but the worst non-signing from a player perspective. From a player perspective. Dennis Schroeder turning down eighty-one or eighty-three million to take a bet on himself. Just to sign the next year for like one year, five million, or something like that. Do you remember that? Were you on your mission? Remember that? Yes. No, I remember that. He turned down the eighty-four million dollar deal and signed like sigh of relief, dodging a bullet if you're the Lakers. But I think that was the biggest like loss of money I've ever seen in an athlete. Going from literally saying no to that deal because he thought you could make more, and then making like a one-year contract. That was awful. Also, worse not signing from a GM perspective. Uh, not sending the offer for Jalen Brunson. At least for the Mavericks. Maybe recency bias. But the Mavericks not yeah. giving Jalen Brunson the extending offer. And now paying way more for Kyrie Irving, who's less reliable. So wasn't that deal for Brunson like 100? So wasn't that deal for Brunson 100 million? Or was it 120? But it wasn't it was a, something like that. But it wasn't, it wasn't 136 million. which Halliburton and Lonzo or Lamelo are getting right. So you're, right. here's a question: Would you right now? Would you rather have Tyrese Halliburton or Jalen Brunson? And maybe it's a, it's a debate. Maybe you take Halliburton, but like, that's tough. Would you take Halliburton for 260 or Brunson for 120? So I mean, that's that's a great signing. For the next. So, wow. Yeah. So, should have done it, Cuban. So, yeah, just for that. Um, okay, some of the best signings. So, um, this okay, one's a little harder for me. Maybe so, you have some. This one's a little harder. Um, okay, I want to hear some of yours. Some. I've got a few. Um, okay, I want to hear some of yours. Do you have like. Do you have some? I have like. I like. I like. 
names I could throw up. I don't know if they're like my ultimate, but I can throw out one. Chris Bosch, Miami. Um, I mean, they won a title with him. Yeah. He took a pay cut. That was right. That was great signing for my. I mean, my yeah, opinion is any any signing that ultimately any, wins you a championship is great. So how do you right. like rank those? Right. I have a hard time like ranking them. Rank those. But maybe no. I want to hear your thoughts. Right. But maybe so I want to hear your thoughts. So yeah. So I had I, well, I had like three that were championships. One that was actually not. It didn't result in a championship, but I think still think okay. it was a, a win of a sign. Okay. And that's Steve Nash to Phoenix. Because at the time, Nash was, he had left Dallas. They signed him for pretty low price. He hadn't really done much, and then he was a two-time MVP. They didn't win a championship out of it, but still overall was a great signing. They had a really good run. But then my next were like, well, I think you have to say both of LeBron's signings, Cleveland and Miami. I mean, you have to throw those in there. Shaq to LA and KD to the Warriors, though, in my opinion, were the two best signings. Yeah, um, just because the two best signings, like, well, LeBron's as well, but like Katie going automatically just put them over the edge, and that was I hated it, but like from it guaranteed a GM's perspective, title. best two signings. titles, and then right, right, and then Shaq's three peat. I mean, that's what really I feel like the Magic years got the Lakers on the map, but that like cemented them as like mm. being the Lakers. Yeah, those are great. So, yeah, those are great. Yeah, I think, I think you. Uh, I think you uh, got it absolutely right. Katie and Shaq signings. Got absolutely right. Katie and Shaq signings. And LeBron too. I was gonna say LeBron. I mean. And LeBron too. I was gonna say LeBron. I'm trying to think of signings that happened that weren't. I'm trying to think of signings. That LeBron that or Shaq or Katie, but those ultimately were the best ones. Right. I I agree with you. Right. I think it's unarguable. I I agree with you. I think it's unarguable. And it'll be and fun to see the next big free agency. Free agency signing. I was a little disappointed because this free agency, like Middleton went back to the Bucks. Kyrie went back to the Mavericks. Right. A lot of guys kind of just went back. There wasn't like a big splash. I guess Bradley Beal, but that was a trade. Dames and it traded. So, right. But it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay, let me just run one hypothetical by you real quick. It just came out to my mind thinking about a trade. My mind thinking about a trade. Um, if you're Utah, um, if you're Utah, and, and would you try to tr- make a trade? Would you try to tr- make a trade to Houston? Maybe Houston's trying to get rid of. To Houston, uh, sorry, not Houston. To get rid of, Philly's trying to get rid of Harden, but they need Billy's like a third team Harden, to send Harden to Clippers. Like to and maybe Harden Utah try to sneak in. And maybe Utah try to sneak. Would in. you trade a a big package would for Tyrese Maxey? Big package for Tyrese Maxey. What kind of package are we talking when you say a big package? A Dame-like package. A they had something like a Dame. We're like you send some picks. I would not. You well, send, like, send some picks. a couple young guys. A couple young guys. And then your starting lineup would be. If we could send Maxi. Then your starting lineup would be. Markinen, John right. Collins, Kessler. Markinen, John Collins, Kessler. Right. So if 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 the package was like one or two of the the new draft picks we just had this year, and then future picks. Or maybe even Clarkson, like like that, I would do it. I would do it for Maxi, but if it's anything more than that, I wouldn't. Um, because again, getting Maxi helps, but you're still one All Star away from winning a championship, in my opinion. I think but Maxi has the potential to be that All Star. 
I agree. So that's why. It's hard to say. I would. I would do that. It's it's hard to say. I would. I would do that if it's what I just said. If it's a couple of the new draft picks and future picks and maybe Clarkson, yes, I'd do it. As long as you don't. Which that's probably what they would ask for. So I guess long story short, yeah, I'd do it. As long as you don't have to give up. The one of those three you mentioned that would you'd pair with him. Then you'd probably have to have your max players would be in the new CBA. Your max players would be marketing it and Maxi. Yeah, that's risky. If Maxi doesn't work, maybe just get off of him. If Maxi doesn't work, maybe just get off of him and try. Tough decisions. Anyways, that's tough. Tough decisions. Anyways, would you do that? Yeah, because I I actually believe in Maxi. I actually believe in Maxi. Um. And he played um, he played a lot of off ball last year when Harden was on ball was like playing, but like right. his shooting numbers last year. His shooting numbers last year. I'm looking these up right now. Forty-eight percent field goal. Forty-three percent three-point shooter. So he's a shooter. Wow. He's a shooter. And he's so quick. He's a good yeah, defender too. I think right. As the yeah, third option, Maybe, what if he's your first option, option or second mm-hmm. option? Like, option I actually like Maxi, so I think I would do it. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, anyways, um, NBA off season is gonna keep NBA being busy. Summer league's coming up this busy. week. We got some summer league games. We're gonna be able to see Scoot versus Vic. It'll be some fun things. So, um. Anything else, Jared? You want to talk about any other Anything things that came to your mind? All right, that's it. I'm right. Excited for the summer league. Go Sam. Oh, Go, Cavs. <laughs> Go Sam. Uh, All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.